Hey, it's Lacey Broussard, and this is the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast. From sex and motherhood, birth and relationships, communication and intimacy building, and Taoism and Tantra, we explore topics such as self-care, self-pleasure, body image, jadex, the feminine cycles, creativity in business, and modern spirituality. The Multi-Orgasmic Mama is a place to come for true stories and transformational advice on how to be a mama and a multi-orgasmic woman too. Welcome to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast. Today we have a special guest, Meryl Kriegsman. She is a copywriter and a brand storyteller. Hey Meryl, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to talk with you more. So could you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, so as you said, I'm a copywriter and um, I actually only work with women. I love it. It's like really kind of like business birthing, as I call it. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's been amazing. Like I started my business two years ago and um, so many amazing stories of women that didn't quite know what they wanted to put out in the world. They just had like this idea or this, you know, inkling. And then to help them make that really clear and also make it profitable. It's just my joy. Like, I love it. That's so cool. I need you in my life. <laughs> Very cool. So where do you live right now? I live in rural Canada. So we, wow. we recently moved from like a two bedroom apartment in um, a major city in Germany. We were expatting there and um, we were actually both opera singers. So completely different life. <clears throat> And, um, and yeah, so my husband, um, he was still employed there as a singer. He handed in his resignation and we decided to transplant our little family act, two little girls to, um, to Canada where, where my husband is from to, uh, really reconnect with the land and being able to be outside and have a garden and have animals even, and, um, to just like, you know, feel the, the fresh grass under our feet and live that kind of a lifestyle of being outside and being outdoors. Yeah. And it's been really awesome. Like we've been here somewhere now and uh, the kids just play outside all day. Their faces are like brown with dirt because they've been eating it. <laughs> but it's really, it makes me very happy. Yeah, I love that. The picture of the dirty kids and with yeah. dirt and mud all over the faces because they've been outside all day. That's the best. I love it's that. It's the best. Yeah. 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 So we talked a little bit before about your birth stories and how that's been super amazing for you mm -hmm. for connecting with your husband and, and how mm -hmm. it has changed your relationship and how you mother in particular. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just super interested and curious to hear more about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, I think the major part of us being able to, to connect on such an intimate level was that um, we decided to have a home birth. Mm. And that wasn't an easy decision, or it, it was a very easy decision for me, but it was 
it wasn't easy to to stick with it because our daughter was already you know, 11 days overdue and uh, the midwife was pushing me to go to the hospital right now and be induced and so we had to really stick to our guns and say no you know this is what we've chosen like we trust the process and um trust my body that it knows what to do and um and so yeah i i birthed both my both my daughters at home and that kind of created a um like space to be to be really intimate with my husband during the birthing process so he literally you know i don't know what your experience is with birthing but it's like the energy current that runs through the body is almost too much to bear like it's like physically so he actually um provided me with a counter force that i needed by holding really tight and breathing through the contractions together, which was amazing. And so we really burst together. And then the midwife was just basically sitting on the side and wasn't very, very, like I said, actively engaged with the whole thing. She just let us be, which was beautiful. And then at the very end, uh, she actually stepped out to uh, take an emergency call and uh, wasn't there for perhaps, I don't know, three minutes. And uh, I guess she didn't realize how far I was in the process, but the baby was born when the midwife wasn't there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just, I, I remember it was really crazy. Like, you know, I, I got these, these pressing contractions and I only had a few, but it just like, felt so good after you know, like the, the really like laboring for hours mm -hmm. to like ride this wave of like this, 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 it's like extremely violent in the body, but also extremely strong. And it's just like, I just, I just ran with it. Like I didn't, didn't have anyone there to tell me, Meryl, you need to like breathe through this and not push too hard. So I just like, pushed and I just felt I felt really naughty I was just like oh, I just want to do this and so it, it took about two <laughs> contractions for the baby to to uh, come out and it like really surprised me that it was that, that we were there already and so the, the uh, her head came out and it was just hanging between my legs and I said to my husband like her head is out and he said, what do you mean? He was so surprised. And so he reached out with his hand. The moment I kind of like, I was, I was squatting okay. I was on my, on, on my knees birthing, which by the way, I totally recommend. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I lifted up kind of like, what's happening? And that, that moment her whole body fell out onto my husband's arm. And she kind of like sped to the, to the left and sped to the right. Like, and, and there she was, and, and she looked my husband in the eyes, and um, this kind of all happened behind me because she felt, you know, like my husband was sitting behind me. So he was the first to actually hold her and look her in the eyes, and um, and so that was that was amazing. What wasn't amazing was the fact that I completely tore myself, of course. <laughs> it being my first birth, like like she was over over eight pounds, like eight nine pounds. Yeah. And um, 
and I had I had no midwife to guide me through that you know last, last phase. So the second like huge I say that thing that required all my husband's love and intimacy was helping me um, get stitched up. Like he literally had to hold the skin and while the midwife was um, was uh, stitching me, and that that was actually that was really nasty. Like that hurt a lot, yeah. but. It's like all these things combined, the, the freezing through all the contractions together, then, then actually delivering the baby, then um, um, the whole like process afterward. He was so, he really showed who he was in the most incredible way. Like after that, I just knew, I, I knew like on a really deep level, like I can trust this, this man, like he's there for me. Yeah. And I remember, you know, those first days after the baby was born, after Ava was born, she was laying in between us and I actually, I, I was crying because I so wanted to be like intimate with my husband. And I just kind of like stretched out my foot to touch his uh, in order to, to feel that connection. It was like I, I had like this deep longing to be with him, and yeah. Um, yeah. So so really huge thumbs up for for home birthing. Of course, you know you need to prepare and you need to have a plan B and all that stuff. But it it allowed us to go through this huge initiation together which is a gift that not a lot of people experience anymore because of you know the hospitalization of birth birthing as a whole and um and definitely i don't think a lot of men even even fathom that this is possible right that this is this is a moment where they can really really forge a, a, a bond of intimacy with their with their uh, women that goes beyond that at least for me goes beyond anything like you know here's a ring uh, get married and, and all that stuff because it's on such a visceral super super physical intimate level um that for us uh the the, the sex has been so much better after after that birthing experience together yeah. <laughs> So incredible. I uh, love your story so much. It's so opposite of what yeah. 99% percent of women could say, you know. Um, yeah. I, I understand where you're coming from because I had a free birth and unassisted birth um, with my first. And yeah, so freeing. And it, there's something just so primal and yeah. about yeah. birth where it gets you in that state of just being able to connect on that primal level on that level and yeah. that's that and is something we crave sexually too yeah to yeah. meet each other on that primal level but that is so shamed by society that is so shamed yeah so much fear uh that we and conditioning that we get around getting to that place where we feel like we can just go wild and express. I love that you were able to, to experience that with him because, and, and to share that story with us because so many women and men need to hear what is really possible when you, I, and of course birth is super unpredictable, 
Like you can plan. Oh, totally. Both. Yeah. Like, yeah. The best yeah. Home birth ever. And it might not work out that way. Oh yeah. If yeah. it does, like you can, you can have that, you know, like it's possible for 95% of women to have a birth just like you and I had, because really yeah. less than 5% of women actually need a C-section. So, well, and it's like, even if you, like, I really believe that whatever birth you have, and like, like some of us, you know, like, like there might be women tuning in that have a husband that just plainly says, well, that's not for me, like that I get super queasy and I'm still uncomfortable with that. Yeah. But it's like whatever birth you have, if you look at it from a really holistic perspective and not say like it has to look a certain way for it to be sacred. You can still have that like C-section, whether emergency or planned, mm-hmm. and still have it be like an amazing moment of intimacy, perhaps not on, on necessarily right away that physical level and that primal level, but what, what happens after the birth is also, how you say that, offers so, so much opportunity for, for couples to connect. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when, when it's like perhaps really hard in the beginning or you have those sleepless nights together or like it still can be an initiation, you know, like it doesn't need to look a certain way. I think that's really important to, to let go of. Yeah, definitely. So I'm wondering how had this experience this was obviously a super profound and connecting experience for you mm-hmm. and it initiated you into a next level of relating with your husband yeah uh so how did that spill over into like i mean most women on this podcast and everyone that i know friends you know clients whatever they're coming to me and talking to me about how it's been really challenging after having kids to experience uh, the level of the desire for their partner that they had beforehand and how sex seems more like a chore uh, because Mm -hmm. of how busy they've gotten or you know just how sleepless and and tired they are and it seems like it's been the opposite for you (laughs) and I just want to hear more about how this birth experience has really shaped uh, the course of your relationship and how you've managed to, you know, have and maintain an, an amazing sex life and uh, intimate connection with your partner. Oh, yeah. No, well, the, the thing is, is that it's not always beautiful and intimate and fun. And it's yeah. just really, it can be really hard. It's like, I don't know about like other women, but when my body is exhausted, there is no desire. Like mm. that's just, that's just, you know, like plain as day. So I always look at like how can I basically really hone in on like self-care practices so that so that I have ample energy to to engage in and like beautiful love making hot sex, you know, after the kids are in bed. It's like you know that like you need a, a level of self-love and compassion and um really prioritizing you know like what is important what really needs to get done what am i taking on that is really extracurricular or or too much frankly right now in order so that you have not just wonderful sex but just generally your whole well-being is is just kind of like lifted um from the place of exhaustion 
because that is that is a huge issue and it's for us too like I birthed two babies in the last two years uh, I started a, a business that boomed almost overnight like I, I I have like you know like 20k months right now it's like it's like really big um, my husband had a, an, an emergency operation this spring on his eye that we moved to Canada like Oh my God, like life was just like, we really chewed off a little bit more than we could handle for sure. Um, but it's like, I think what the, what the birthing did was that it kind of created this, this connection that never gets lost. Like even if we don't have sex for two weeks, like it is still there and that opening is still there for us to re-engage without um you know like like us being really resentful or like my husband being upset with me for not having you know a ton of desire <laughs> all the time and frankly he doesn't either um yeah. and um i think what also for us makes a huge difference and perhaps i'm different in that than other women but i just i just for me having wonderful sex is really the need that i have like I, when I, if I don't have like really nourishing, beautiful sex on a regular basis, yeah. I just get nervous and I get cranky and I like short with everybody and I don't have patience with my kids. And mm -hmm. so I do prioritize it and I, I do set aside time. Like I, I schedule it. I make it a priority. I make sure that I, that I implement those self-care practices that give me energy, that nourish me, instead of just like uh, going, going and, and, you know, getting depleted. Yeah. So I think one question that's coming up that I think some people might be having is, <clears throat> how can you experience sacred sexuality, which is, you know, a, a, when I say sacred sexuality, I mean going slow, taking time, the sex being nourishing, like filling you up, not feeling like you're just agreeing to having sex just to get them off your back. You know, like, like yeah. nourishing. Uh, get them on your back and then get them off your back. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sacred sexuality meaning like there's a connection. There's, it's nourishing. It's filling you up with energy. Um, so just to clarify, that's what we mean by that. And so you say that you, you're, you know, you have this level of respect and, and care for your body and self-care practices that you do. So what do you do in particular to get you into this space where you can experience this sort of um, sexuality with your partner, even in the midst of all that you have going on with, yeah. you know, the business that's booming, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, your two little girls and, you know, going through a huge move across continents. Like, it's crazy how much you have going on. And to still be able to experience this is just like, wow, you know. So just yeah. Like, what, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? What's the secret? Gosh, what do I do? Um, so for me, sleep is enormously important. So we're just beyond the night nursing stage. Mm. And you know, last night the kids broke four times because, you know, I want me to make a pee. 
or you know like anything to drink or uh, you know like whatever um, but we're just past that point and I'm, I feel so happy about that because that is just fucking hard like that is just so <laughs> like the sleep deprivation especially when you're both like like my husband like we agreed on like my husband picks up the baby and brings it to me I nurse and then I say hey I'm done and then he brings it back so I don't know if that was the smartest thing to do, but that's what we did, and we kind of shared that. But we were both totally like sleep deprived. Probably still am. Like we're not. We're just like weeks after, um, like the night, the last night, night of uh, milksies for my youngest daughter. Uh, so definitely sleep, napping, planning spaciously, and I like I'm like taking my own advice here. Like when you have clients and you have busy business, don't stack your your agenda like against yourself. Yeah. Like you have to plan spaciously. So for example, I know that for you know a complete website project, I can do it in a week, but I probably should schedule two weeks for it to be really beautiful and to guide my clients through that whole like birthing experience of their business and to research and then we have like all that stuff. Like, I just need, it needs time. So give yourself time. Even though you feel you can't. Because I don't either. Like, I feel I have to squish it all in. I'm right, right now I'm the sole provider for a family. So, you know, like, it's like you, you have to make that choice, that decision. Yeah. Um, I just feel that when I'm rested and I feel sensual, then, then there, there, it starts to kind of give me that, that, that extra energy that you need to make love in a beautiful way. So what I do to feel sensual is um, dress myself really beautifully. You know, put on, put on a little necklace or, you know, like comb my hair or put on a beautiful lipstick and, you know, like what I did last week. I took an Epsom salt bath on, on Monday morning. Like I was like, the whole world is working and I'm taking an Epsom salt bath. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's, especially when you're self-employed, like geez, you know, like sometimes I have to work into like the weekend. And so, yeah, I get to have a bath on Monday morning. <laughs> That's awesome. I do that sometimes too. Oh, it'll be like a Wednesday and I'm like taking a bath at 11 yeah. o'clock after I went for like a five mile run. And I'm, gonna, and I'm like, I'm probably the, one of the only people <laughs> in the world right now taking a bath at 11 o'clock after a five mile run on a Wednesday. Like this yeah. fucking rocks. <laughs> this is awesome. Just like, <laughs> yeah. So def definitely do those things. Like, yeah. especially when you're self-employed, like, I don't know how much yeah. of your people that you, you, uh, that are going to tune in are, uh, I think a lot are. Yeah. yeah. So if, if you, if you're gonna, like, if you're constantly going the extra mile, and again, I'm taking my own advice here. If you're constantly going the extra mile with clients and really serving on a deep level, like I had a client last Thursday, she's doing an about page with me. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're looking for like the core of her story. And it turns out that she has chronic cancer, but she hasn't told anyone. So she felt she needed to edit that out. Wow. And so basically we decided that day that she's going to come out to her friends, her, to her daughters. Uh, so it's like huge, 
huge life stuff that comes yeah. up when you're doing coffee. Oh uh, but it's like, you know, like I need to then also be able to recharge somehow and take responsibility for that and not think, well, you know, that was one client and that was one day and now the next day I'm going to work on it, on, on you know, the stuff, the copy for a client and just work, 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 mother, mother, mother. Like it's not going to work. That's not, that's not a sustainable thing. Yeah. So look for those things that really bring you joy and really nourish you. And for me, that might be watching a beautiful movie with my husband and, um, you know, or watch something that, that is really romantic. And it's always lovely. And, um, or, you know, I love embroidering, which I didn't do for like a couple of years, but I picked it up again because it nourishes me. So kind of kind of keep up your feelers for like the things that, feel really good make you feel good and then and do more of that yeah and i find that the women that aren't doing that are the ones that are you know that are are losing themselves that are having the hardest time that are that don't have energy that are having relationship issues that are fighting about the same things over and over and a lot of the time it's because you're not putting yourself first and you're not you're not Get, filling yourself up and bringing joy into your own life. Yeah. And that's yeah. so opposite of what society teaches us that we have to sacrifice. Yeah. We have to give to our kids until we don't have anything else to give. And I, mm -hmm. I have never seen a woman do that and actually be happy or not get sick. So yeah. eventually, you'll you'll realize how unhappy you actually are because you have never done anything for yourself and you haven't taken care of you and how depleting that is. And you really can only give so much from that empty space before you do get sick or before something happens. So Yeah. And then and then having sex starts to feel like you want even that like little bit, tiny bit of energy that I have left. You want to like have that for me versus it being like feeling like a desire from within to, to have sex. Um, like, and, and this is, this is like, this is like rocky stuff. Like, like when you, when you just listed those things, like, you know, like fighting over the same things and stuff. Like I am in that sometimes with my husband, you know, this is not about getting it perfect. This is like, this is a journey mm -hmm. and I make like this summer I worked so hard. Like I, I really, I was so upset. It was just way too much. And, and, and to have all of that responsibility in the first year after, uh, you know, the birth of my second daughter, it's just so much. So it's, it's really for me it's 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 like i fall into that trap into like that kind of like it's it's not even i don't even want to call it masculine because it's like a weird kind of masculine but it's forceful energy in versus like you know there's also like like you can have like masculine energy that's really beautiful and actually makes you post in facebook groups and put out that launch and you know all that stuff, but like it's like a like like a a deformed kind of masculine where you're just pushing and pushing and pushing. Yeah. Like I fall into that trap too, but it's like, do you 
can you stop yourself? Can you even have a really big cry and say, okay, I'm hurting myself, and then implement the changes that are necessary? Yeah. 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 I What you're talking about with scheduling, I think, is so important, and I'm learning this myself. Yeah. It just started to get busy in yeah. my business the last three, four weeks, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time that you needed to. I, I've been like, I'm busy, but oh God, I opened up my calendar way too much. You know, like I need, I realized very quickly how overbooked I was. And I was like, no, like I, I get to pick my hours. Why am I doing this to myself? No. Yeah. Why am I going to use my hours to like 1033? Like, so that gives me two hours in the morning just for me to do my own practice, my own meditation go work out, go do yoga, whatever. So yeah. I have, I have bookmarked that, like stamped it in. It is now Beautiful. a commitment. Yeah. I am not doing anything with my business. I'm not doing any coaching calls. I am, I'm not doing any of these podcast interviews until 1030. And yeah. I can't even tell you how much better just like going in and changing that on my calendar. Like it was like yeah. a huge weight lifted yeah. off my shoulders like oh my god yes I get my two hours back yay you know yay um, yeah so yeah. just something as simple as that like I, a lot of women listening in today are probably our uh, entrepreneurs so you know just doing that giving yourself that time like you you run your own business you don't have to be open and available to everybody 24 7 you know in order to be successful exactly because because that's that's the thing right like yep. the, when i hop in my bath or lay down for a nap or you know whatever it is that i do for self-care i'm literally saying universe i'm handing you the wheel like you you're you're gonna like you know go fetch some awesome things for me like beautiful soul clients or yeah. opportunities or um, so I'm, I'm saying, you know, universe, now it's your job. Now it's your turn to to do work, and I'm gonna like surrender and take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually, I wake up from a nap, and I'll have like you know two inquiries in my in my inbox or uh, some amazing opportunity. It's like when you when you surrender, like really amazing things happen. Yeah, definitely. And, and I love that you brought up the masculine thing because it's not that the masculine is bad. Like, I just no. want to make that point. I am all about a balanced inner masculine and feminine. And I, I hate that when we talk about, you know, growing up in a patriarchal society that to a lot of men, when we talk about those things, it almost makes them feel bad because they're like, eh, you know, like I didn't do anything to make that better, like, where's the divine masculine in all of this? You know, like, the, yeah, I just want to totally. point out that it is divine masculine is in all of us women, too. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful piece to be goal-oriented, to have, you know, high expectations, to yeah. want to achieve, to want to be successful. It's a divine thing to have that. So in no yeah. way, shape, or form does that mean, like, we need to be less masculine. It just means we need to be more balanced and and those energies so yeah and and you know what uh, one of my favorite self-care practices 
that really helps me balance balance that is actually vaginal massage, which we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, uh, which is definitely something I did a lot around the birth of my uh, daughters yeah. um, to kind of you know I was trying to avoid the tearing. I guess. <laughs> did it work in the start? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was just like oh, I'm just gonna you know do the perennial massage thing, and um, mm -hmm. but I actually really can recommend uh, Tammy Lynn Ken's book, uh, uh, The Wild Feminine which yeah. talks about that in, in great detail. Um, it's um, it's basically, basically the, the, the fascia. Um, do you pronounce that correctly? I think it's fascia. Yeah. Fascia. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was thinking it sounds a little weird. Yeah. Um, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the vagina and then up into like the inside of the, of the pelvic bowl are so tight from just like, just hang in there, you know, just like schedule more client calls and get yourself out there and kind of like that deformed masculine behavior yeah. um that our whole area there is is in lockdown like you can and you can literally not have you know like like great sensations there if if the the fascia are completely cripplingly tight like it, it just won't work mm -hmm. so what i do is just go in and do, do those vaginal massages and that greatly enhances sexual pleasure for me because I can actually feel anything, something, you know, like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really wonderful. And, and it's really interesting if you do the left side first or the right side first and then feel how more engorged it feels and, and just alive and vibrant. And so I massage, you know, the left side and feel into that and then the right side and then feel into that. And I think that like right left kind of feeling or, or breathing into uh, really gives me this like grounded sense of masculine and feminine within my own core. Yeah. Um, so definitely can recommend that. That is really amazing. And then for, you know, when it comes to really having sex what i found you know, to come back to your question about like how do you experience sacred sexuality for me is to not try and make it sacred but actually go with the dirty the dirty between like quotation marks is to let it be um really like kind of naughty yeah and not like uh you know, trying to control it and have it look a certain way and like right. I want this to be sacred so it's going to be, you know, uh, dim, dim lights and, um, mm -hmm. you know, your, your, your man can only behave in certain ways for it to be acceptable and, and sacred and divine. Like, really go with, with like what excites you. Right? Like, even if you feel like that's like kind of like taboo or... You know, like that's where the hot stuff is. Come on, girls, just allow yourself to go there. It's good. Oh my god, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, my husband and I did uh, an epic lovers course with Layla Martin, who's mm -hmm. my um, Tantra JDEG and uh, sex yeah. relationship coaching teacher. For those of you that don't know, and she, uh, this course was six weeks of six different types of sexual experiences that you could have 
-hmm. and you had a, a three hour date night uh, with each experience. And one of them was in, of kinky sex. And I remember being so terrified. Like I will, <laughs> I will do like a whole podcast on this one time. So we will go into that with a promise. Okay. Yeah. The kinky sex date night, we were so fucking terrified. I think it took us like three weeks just to plan the thing and like, oh <laughs> like be able to schedule it in. And you know what? It turned out being one of our favorites. And I, I absolutely love it because now like it's opened up such a different side of what you were saying. What does sacred sexuality means? It means being able to express yourself completely uninhibited, knowing full well that that is acceptable, that that's okay. Like when you've created boundaries with each other, when yeah. you know, you've talked about this and you're fully consenting, like nothing that you do uh, and, and the desire that you, like your desire is sacred and, yeah, yeah. and to get, to be able to get into that kinky stuff. And, you know, like it was so freeing and empowering for me. I totally <laughs> just had to put that out there too. And what I wanted to say about vaginal massage. Okay. So again, yeah. I'm going to do another whole podcast on this because it's such a huge thing, but it is vaginal it is. massage is so amazing. For so many reasons. <laughs> for so many reasons. Yeah. yeah. But for what you were saying, you know, to release the tension and everything, I, I just want to second that um, as an expert in this field that, yes, it is absolutely necessary to get to a point where you can do vaginal massage on yourself or you can have your partner do it to you uh, to really experience the fullness of your sexuality because there's so much de-armoring that yeah, on yeah. and, and uh, vaginal massage and de-armoring. When I say that, I mean like releasing the tension. It's like, how can you experience a lot of pleasure if there's so much tension? So you can't, yeah. you can't. So vaginal massage is just one of the absolute best, most accessible, easy to incorporate into your life. Ways. Super easy. It's super easy, you yeah. know, and it doesn't have to, you don't have to lay on the bed for an hour either. You can just, right. You know, buy yourself some really beautiful oil or one of my favorites is um, aloe vera. Just yeah. 100% aloe vera. Like that has changed our love life. Oh, my God. So just like <sighs> quick notes on that. So, you know, like when we were just in a relationship and, and um, he was kind of like my first relationship. So um, I had like all these hangups where I was like, during lovemaking, I can't touch myself. Like I have to give over everything to my husband mm -hmm. to do to me. Uh, so that was a huge thing. Like as soon as I started like touching myself during during our sexual play, he had like all his hands were like available to touch my breasts and my hips, and it was like awesome. Like he he handles like those parts of my body now. I handle that part of my body. It's like the best um so hang-ups about that as soon as I let that go like our love life improved so much just like, like just like giving myself permission to do what feels good but then we introduced like one day we were just like it was probably like in the luteal phase or something <laughs> I wasn't so um so terribly moist down there and uh and so I just grabbed what, what whatever you know, was standing on the on the night desk that day, which was a loe vera. Like, let's give it a try. 
And so we've been using that ever since and just not making, not being super lubricated a thing, especially when you're nursing babies and stuff. It's like, it's going to be a little drier. And yeah. it doesn't mean that you are no sexy woman anymore. It doesn't mean that, you know, there's something wrong with you or that you like desire or, um, mm -hmm. you know, just, just like stop that conversation altogether. Oh God. Get yourself a bottle of like aloe vera gel and like have some right. fun. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's non-concordance. Women are non-concordant, meaning like you can be dry and turned on at the same time. Whereas men, yeah. When they're hard, they're usually turned on, right? Yeah. So, but women yeah. don't do that. So it's totally, yes, you can totally be turned on and dry and there's nothing wrong with you. So just there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's my, that's my overall message. Um, you know, like give yourself permission to not make, turn things into like this huge story of like, oh, either, you know, like I would like to touch myself. So now I'm, emasculating my husband because I'm taking charge during the lovemaking or oh I need a little bit more lube like this means I'm a dry hag and you know like we say all these like super nasty things to ourselves mm -hmm. and if you can just say like have no judgment about what it is that you need in order to be sexually fulfilled and have it be nourishing and fun for you like that's that's that should be your priority, not how it looks. Absolutely. Yes. I love that. And so I have one last question for you. Do you have any tips or advice, uh, one or two, on being a multi-orgasmic mama? In order to feel rested, get yourself an awesome support team. Definitely get yourself a bottle of aloe vera <laughs> gel. Like, it's the best. Um, buy Temi Lin, Temi Lin, what's her name? Temi Lin, Temi Lin book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on, on Wild Feminine, Mothering from Your Center. Just really nourish yourself in general with like books on this topic to yeah. keep it alive for you. Make things a priority, you know, like love making. Uh, if you need to schedule it in, then schedule it in. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Don't make things mean stuff. Just yep. do whatever feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love those tips. Those are great. Yeah. And Tammy Lincoln's book is um, one of the first books that I read to mm. really dive into vaginal massage. And when I was really breaking through shame around my body and Huge. touching my yeah. own body, it, it was the icebreaker for me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if you're looking for a great first book, that is absolutely the one that I would recommend as well. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome, Meryl. Well, thank you so much for being on today. I love everything we were talking about. Totally lights me up. So. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, insights and your wisdom. And so thank you for being on. You're welcome. My pleasure. Okay. Bye.